From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this episode, Kyle Peltzer, one of AIA Minnesota's 2022 Young Architects Award winners, talks to FNC reporter Brian Johnson. Peltzer discusses how he became interested in architecture, his career journey, his work in community-focused design, and the upcoming 2130 Summit. Well, I am pleased to be joined by Kyle Pelzer, uh, project architect at Alliance and uh, recently selected as a recipient of AIA Minnesota's Young Architect Award. Congrats on that, Kyle. Thanks, Brad. And uh, thank you for joining me today. And uh, how are you doing? I'm good, yeah. I'm excited to uh, be one of the award recipients this year. Great feeling. Yeah, that is definitely a great honor. And we would definitely love to talk to you about that. Um, just by way of introduction, I was just reading your bio. It sounds like you have been a uh, became a licensed architect in 2020 with uh, while you're with Cadet Architectural Group, and um, have a strong interest in working on community focused projects. Um, so I was wondering if you could just expand on that a little bit and um, talk about sort of where you are right now in your journey in this profession and what attracted you to architecture in the first place. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed being able to work on different community projects um, here in Minnesota and then and starting to branch out um, in other spots. Um, yeah, when I was at Codet, I was able to work on various libraries, fire stations, um, school buildings, church buildings, um, and kind of the underlying thread that that weaved through all of them um, was, yeah, just a focus on community and the people who use these spaces and a lot of these buildings being open to, to many different people um, and projects that also just really provided, um, you know, a unique need for um, the communities they served and um, the buildings themselves kind of became hubs for activity. And so um, I think that's where architecture is probably the most powerful. We're, um, we're designing buildings for people and communities and um, buildings that become more than just um, structure. They really um, breathe life into um, life into society. So, um, and here at Alliance now working on, uh, just finished working on the Spokane International Airport. Um, and hopefully there's some more phases coming to that project as well. Um, but similarly, it's another project that, you know, is really breathing life into community, um, really transforming a, a whole region um, in terms of additional service and additional amenities to the airport and, and really helping to 
um, yeah, just continue to make uh, the community of Spokane even more well known um, throughout the country as a as a hub for for transportation. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of cool how that uh, thread's been able to kind of weave its way through my projects thus far, and something that I want to continue to keep pursuing after. Uh, yeah, I think that's where architecture is probably the most powerful. Yeah, and what inspired you to become an architect in the first place were you one of those kids who just liked to draw things up and dream of building buildings and things of that nature yeah no definitely um lots of sketching as a kid growing up and, and getting inspiration just um, you know from from buildings in the world around me and, and changes and renovations um always kind of piqued my interest i spent lots of time in the sandbox growing up too kind of coming up with my own creations and the stereotypical legos are definitely a part of it as well um i think when i got into high school and started taking some cad classes i really discovered that architecture um, was a lot of fun and it made the day go by really quick that one little class time was the quickest part of the day and, and the most enjoyable and um, I had different teachers and then professors at the university to encourage me. Um, and so I think that gave me the confidence to kind of keep pursuing the profession. Um, and yeah, I had, I've had some really great mentors, uh, both at Codet, even now here at Alliance, uh, that, yeah, continue to kind of encourage me uh, to keep pursuing, um, growing ever more and more in my um, capabilities as a, a young architect. So it's been, yeah, it's been fun. And where did you go to school? Yeah, so um, I went to the University of Minnesota for both my undergrad and, and graduate degrees. And yeah, really enjoyed the program there um, and fellow classmates and the professors. Um, yeah, it's they have a really good program. I appreciate the balance of, um, you know, trying to be technical to some degree, but also really focusing on that design thinking. And um, I think that's really helped me early in my career. Um, yeah, I think the committee kind of pointed out um, my ability to um, hopefully deliver projects, you know, high design on kind of any budget. I think the University of Minnesota really um, helps kind of instill that um, high design uh, sensibility. Did you grow up here in the Twin Cities or? I did. Yeah. Yep. My my family um, um, is up in Coon Rapids and spent most of my time up there and where I graduated from high school. So my parents, too, I should say, definitely kind of saw the the architect within me, I think. and And were the ones who kind of introduced me, I guess, to the career field that something I probably wouldn't have been necessarily aware of on my own. So they've been great cheerleaders for me um, all along through the process as well. So. Are there any other architects in your family or? There's not, no, not specifically. Um, I think on um, kind of my dad's side of the family though, there's always been a, a strong interest in kind of building and drafting. And so there is actually um, funny enough, some, yeah, some lineage maybe through there and, uh, my dad is a handy guy himself and very capable of many different projects and things. So, yeah, it's um, something innate within me, I think, a little bit on, on that side. So, Yeah, and so let's talk a little bit about the Young Architect Award. First of all, congrats on that. It is a, a nice honor. Very nice. And how did that process work? I assume you were nominated and um, what how did you um, end up there? Yeah, great question. Um, yeah, I was definitely encouraged um, by Alliance here to, to kind of pursue the award um, and, and being relatively new to the, the company. Um, I appreciated kind of that, uh, that sensibility that they kind of saw within me, um, the 
the drive and the desire to maybe kind of pursue the uh, nomination. And um, actually, Ed Kodad himself was the the main nominator for the award, though. And so um, Ed's been a great mentor over the years and was a great boss to work for. And um, yeah, he's uh, just a fantastic guy. I know many people know him. So very, very honored to uh, have him nominate me. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, Ed is a nice guy. I've spoken with him many times through the years. And um, what are what are some of the things they looked at as far as selection criteria for the award? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, there were definitely um, a couple different categories that they were kind of looking at. And, and what was interesting, uh, yeah, I think I had some ability to kind of uh, respond in all all four of the areas. I think they um, highlighted. Um, I know in particular uh, for myself was kind of a focus on just being involved in the profession. Um, I've been involved in AIA Minnesota in many different capacities over time. Um, back in 2017, I was on their um, board of directors, as an associate director, and um, kind of as a result of that, um, was then able to uh, be nominated to go to the regional level. Um, and I was an associate um, representative for the North Central States. And had that um, term for two years, and then beyond that, um, similarly, they they saw the work I was doing at regional levels and, and national um, suggested I apply to a national role. So I was then uh, helping to lead the the AIA National Associates Committee, um, and did that for for two years thereafter. So, yeah, um, I think the ability to just get involved at such an early age and um, in my career has been really great and uh, many mentors like ed you know really encouraged me to um, be involved in the aia and it's been very fruitful for me um beyond that i think um the ability to try to get back um to the profession and in other ways too kind of stood out uh, working to try to improve just conditions in the workplace for emerging professionals uh, well involved with both the regional and national work um, trying to put together an emerging professional friendly firm award that other regions had um, put together. So we um, worked on that here. And uh, yeah, the goal with that was just to, um, yeah, be able to kind of put into practice and encourage more firms to put into practice um, different, different programs and opportunities for young adults at firms um, and, uh, you know, those who are pursuing their, um, licensure in particular to um yeah really really offer them uh, additional benefits and additional learning opportunities and to really that highlight and recognize those firms that are great for um you know emerging professionals young people to to work for so um and then lastly i think um as mentioned before they they recognize the different projects i've been able to work on and the design um attributes to those and yeah, I feel very blessed to um, have been able to work on a handful of projects and types, and it's been a great learning opportunity early on in my career um, to start to get a sense of project types that I like and um, the ways in which I have, you know, ability to to contribute, you know, thoughts in your head then become realized projects. And that's the an awesome feeling. Yeah, and is in many industries, um, architecture and engineering included, there's, of course, a lot of concern about the workforce of the future and competition for the best and brightest talent. And you touched on that a little bit, I think, with some of some of your remarks. But what are your thoughts on that? And maybe 
what are some of the things the industry can do better when it comes to recruiting young talent? Yeah, I think, um, you know, in, in particular, the architecture field, uh, I think good collaborative environments are definitely needed. I think, you know, a balance between working hard and, and allowing people to go out and have life and be able to, you know, have fun and enjoy life is, is really important and something that the profession maybe hasn't always done as well. Um, I'm also just a big advocate, of, you know, making sure people are paid properly, making sure that they're treated properly. Um, I think a lot of the things that the AI has been pushing for uh, just increasing uh, kind of respect in the, the work world, especially for younger, uh, younger people is really important. Um, I know it's things they continue to kind of keep instilling at the, the university level as well. And so, um, yeah, just people, people have inherent dignity and worth and value and you need to respect that. And um, I think that's the, the number one thing. And um, similarly, kind of along those lines, I think, you know, a lot of people coming out of school are real eager to learn the profession. And there's a whole number of different ways in which you can, you know, become involved in the profession and many ways to grow and uh, be successful. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think just the mentorship and the ability to um for people more experienced in their career to open up to younger people, um, especially those kind of pursuing licensure and just be mentors to them and guide them. Um, Cause yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a maze and um, guidance and mentorship is really, really valuable and important. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the Spokane project, anything else that you're working on that you could mention or other local projects that people might recognize? Sure, yeah. No, Spokane's really the been the main focus um, my time here at Alliance right now. Uh, I've also been able, though, to um, help out uh, in my church community. So the St. Lawrence Catholic Church at Newman Center at the University of Minnesota um, has a couple of different projects that I've helped them with recently and renovation projects. And they're looking at future sanctuary renovations in the future. So another um, just great example of being able to, you know, use my talents and my local community and um, as well as, yeah, just, just to, to kind of give back a little bit um, in that regard. So, yeah, it's fun that, uh, you know, architecture can definitely be a, a nine to five job, but it can also be something that can weave into other aspects of life. Um, and yeah, just to put your, your talents to use is, um, People really appreciate that. So, yeah, and I understand that one thing that you will be participating in is the uh, just reading your bio. Um, talk talk a little bit about the AIA Young Architects Forum Mission Twenty One Thirty Summit in Pittsburgh. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's a really exciting um, opportunity here at the end of the month in August. Um, yeah, I'll be heading out to Pittsburgh and joining uh, probably close to like 50 or so uh, young architects and emerging professionals from across the country. And uh, we've actually already begun having weekly calls uh, for the last month or so now. But we're really trying to envision what the future of architecture and just the world is going to look like in 2130. And um, so about 100 years from now. And begin to start to think about the challenges that will be facing us between now and then and how, you know, 
we as, as younger professionals start to try to address those issues. I think there's always been this thought that the next generation will do it and, you know, we just push it off to the next generation. And so, um, yeah, what the Young Architects Forum at AIA National is trying to do is to really, I think, get younger professionals starting to think about these bigger issues and how we can use the, the power of architecture to start to impact change and be able to be a little forward thinking and a little more, um, yeah, proactive versus just responsive to, to challenges facing. And so I think we've started to identify, you know, society continues to be fractured in terms of division. We, we see a need to really try to be uniting and we think buildings can play a role in uniting people, definitely. Um, we see climate change and sustainability needing to be really important as, you know, energy becomes more and more of a uh, high use and problems. And we've seen that recently just with energy demands and the cost of that. And so we know that that will definitely continue. And how do we look for new ways to make our buildings more energy efficient? And yeah, just in general, I think looking at building materials too, we recognize the way in which we've always built may not be the most sustainable and may not be the most health, healthy and, and beneficial for communities. So how can we start to look at new building materials? Yeah, it's been it's been a really fun process. We're even playing with artificial intelligence and how that might play a role in design in the future and the way in which artificial intelligence can start to evolve designs and provide new opportunities. So yeah, it's been a a really fun little process. I'm looking forward to the summit to get together with, you know, other visionaries and leaders and dreamers within the profession here. And uh, it's going to be a, a really fruitful and I know inspiring uh, conference coming up. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. That sounds like a fascinating project. When you think back a hundred years ago to 1922 and how much has changed between then and now, and then you think about the next hundred years, that's, really fascinating and sounds like a great project yeah we've we really i think realized you know yeah we've looked backwards as well and realized you know we continue to kind of layer on what's there we you know we don't think the jetsons are the future we think it's going to be a continuing layering of society now and so how do we adapt and evolve and continue to renovate and transform and um yeah there's you know society's been built um on top of you know the past and history and many people have come before us so how do we continue to build but um evolve a little bit more um, and transform more positively in the future so great well, i look forward to hearing more about that maybe we can touch base after you get back and yeah sounds good yeah so uh, as far as the young architect award is there an event coming up or some kind of a recognition event um, planned? Yeah, coming up in December, um, I know AI Minnesota will be uh, hosting a an event for uh, recognition. I think all of their awards, the young architects, will be um, awarded there. So, yeah, I'm excited to um, have that recognition and to you know bring friends and family together and coworkers and colleagues. I'm sure will will be in attendance as well. And uh, yeah, it's a it's it's humbling actually to to be nominated and receive the award. And um, yeah, I appreciate. So many people who have instilled, um, you know, faith in my abilities and have, uh, yeah, kind of drawn drawn out of me, um, you know, the the ability to kind of continue to make a difference and to be uh, honored for that is is pretty special. So yeah, I feel blessed. It's great. Great. Well, congrats on that again. Uh, well deserved honor, and 
It's really been good talking to you, Kyle. Um, anything else you'd like to say before I let you go? No, I think I would, well, maybe just the one thing would be, uh, yeah, just encouraging um, people out of school, emerging professionals, young people to just get involved in, in many different ways. And I think always opportunities do present themselves. And my experience has been say yes to those opportunities when they arise. And I think that'll help. Um, that'll help get you further places than even maybe you thought you could go on your own. So yeah, I think we're, we're presented with all kinds of opportunities. So just say yes to them and be open and willing to, to try things. Um, I think it'll help you. Um, it'll help you in your career in the short term and definitely in the long term. So yeah, that'd be my words of wisdom if I had any to share with um, kind of those coming up. Good advice. I have a daughter and uh, my oldest daughter is entering her junior year of college and my second oldest is just entering college now, leaving on Sunday to go to Northland College in Ashland, Wisconsin. So she's very excited about that. They both have a strong interest in the environment and sustainability, as does my youngest daughter, who's still in high school, and my son, who's <laughs> just 12. But um, I, I think that's good advice to pass along to all young people who are embarking on their career journey and education journey. So, yeah. And I think also just to be curious, you know, I think that that's where we're going to discover new things and that's how we're going to, um, yeah, make progress and, and moving forward. So I think curiosity is a really important part of all of that as well. Great. Well, thank you again for your time, Kyle. I've really enjoyed our conversation and uh, good luck. And um, hopefully we can stay in touch. Sounds great. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate this. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.